0: Welcome to Market Week in Review for the week ending July 24th, 2020. I'm Brian Yedaw, and I'm joined today by Russell Investments Chief Investment Strategist, Eric Ristabin. Eric, good morning. Morning, Brian. So, Eric, we've got a, a few key developments to discuss this week. Uh, on the economic front, uh, we'll want to discuss uh, the massive spending package that was passed in Europe, uh, as well as the efforts of Congress to uh, address unemployment benefits here in the U.S., Sounds good. All right, good. So let's uh, let's start in in Europe. So we saw earlier this week that uh, European leaders did pass uh, a s- historic. Uh, I think it's one point eight trillion euro spending package. Uh, what are some of the details on that package, and and what's the significance of that development?
1: Yeah, actually, the, the package they did they did two things. They passed a budget, and then they passed a a, a, a special circumstance fund, uh, which is kind. The rec stimulus for the COVID-19 uh, challenges that they're facing. Um, that one came in about 750 billion euros, 855 million dollars, billion dollars. Uh, it, it's, it's important for a number of reasons. Um, the first and most obvious is is that Europe is facing the same kind of economic contraction as a result of uh, the shutdown measures taken to contain the COVID virus. So um, there is a, a need for fiscal stimulus to keep the economy kind of running at a reasonable rate and kind of minimize the damage um, that that kind of natural demand collapse that you've seen in individuals um, uh, replacing that, which is kind of really what, Governments typically do in in recessions is that you see a demand collapse on the individual side. So the government comes steps in and creates demand for economic goods and services uh, by spending fiscally. So that that's important. The structure is also important. Uh, more than half of those 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 dollars that have been allocated are going to be distributed in the form of grants. So the way it breaks down is three hundred ninety billion dollars are going to be made as grants, um, three hundred sixty billion as loans. That's important because this package is principally aimed at kind of the, the weaker. Uh, economic players in Europe, the ones that have been most weakened by the COVID virus. So you're talking about probably France, Spain, Italy, um, which are the second, third, and fourth largest uh, economies in Europe behind Germany. So when you take a look at that, and the idea there are those grants um, is that they're not going to be paid back. So they're not adding to kind of effectively the individual country's debt burden. Because if those countries were trying to do it on their own, particularly in the case of Spain and Italy, if they were to add that level of debt to an already, in Italy's case, a mountain of debt... Um, that would be problematic probably for them and, and probably for the bond market. Um, so so the grant aspect is important. But probably the most significant, um, in addition to the, the relief to COVID, but the long-term, one of the most significant impact, uh, features here is that Europe is going to raise the money collectively uh, by issuing euro bonds. This is an actual um, example of consulting single fiscal policy within Europe. This is something that they have struggled with in, in prior crises. And, and this actually is a huge deal, um, potentially, because it, it, it it's kind of addressing one of the fundamental flaws people have had as it relates to um, fiscal cohesion of Europe. Um, and and I think if if it sticks, although the, the debates evidently were very rancorous, uh, as one would expect, um, but but that's a huge element potentially for the future and, and a sign that when push comes to shove, Europe was able to get something important done and they did it together.
0: Certainly a big development. Uh, moving on to the the U.S. Uh, Congress is is weighing some options to address the uh, six hundred dollars in extra unemployment benefits that are uh, set to expire at this at the end of this month. W- what are some of the, the scenarios out there? And, and, and depending on what plays out, how could that imp- Affect the direction of the economy from here.
1: Well, I think you're you you're you're seeing potentially some negative impacts of the economy. Um, you know already in terms of the, the, the kind of the, the resurgence of the first wave of the virus we're experiencing in the United States. Um, we're also seeing states go back to shutdown, and that, that means more economic pain. So there there is a perceived strong need for this in the financial markets to actually extend these unemployment benefits, which have been widely viewed as kind of along with the other things that they did, as being relatively effective. And so um, it, if the market doesn't get it, the, the market's going to be greatly disappointed. If the economy doesn't get it, it probably means the damage will be a little worse than it would be otherwise. I think at this point, everybody expects something to get done right now. They're talking about a trillion dollar package. The challenge right now is the Republicans actually are the ones negotiating with each other. Um, they do not have a cohesive um, policy at this point uh, because there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of fiscal hawks in the, in the Republican Party and they're, they're, a, little, um, they're a little less uh, willing to, to actually fund even more debt. Uh, and more aid. So they're working through those issues. It includes spending on education. It excludes, it, it includes things like right, currently anyway, it includes things like providing liability protection for hospitals, companies that reopen nonprofits, um, it includes, again, new checks sent directly to individuals. It includes an extension of the Paycheck Protection Program uh, that we saw in terms of small business support, and then includes you know kind of an extension of those unemployment benefits, at least at some level. Interestingly enough, what it doesn't yet include, and this is probably one of the sources of debate, is the payroll tax cut that the White House is looking for. Um, I think Mitch McConnell in the Senate wants to, to keep the cost of this package down if you add the payroll tax cut on top of that, it makes the, the price tag more than a trillion dollars, which I don't think they're they're really willing to do. I think everybody expects probably the first week of August is when you can reasonably expect something to get done, which will probably cause a little volatility and disruption in the markets, because as I said, the market is expecting this.
0: Now now on a rela- related note, we did see a rise in, in the weekly unemployment claims for the first time in, in a few months. And even though that did come as somewhat of a surprise relative to consensus, it sounds like Um, It's not too surprising that we're starting to see an uptick. Um, Any initial take on that? No,
1: consensus was basically, I think, at 1.41 million, and the number came in at 1.42. But importantly, though, Brian, you make a good point, is the fact that this was the first time it rose on the weekly jobless claim since March, um, that probably sends a signal that this second wave is having an economic impact. Uh, and and that's probably and that that probably gives further urgency to the conversation we just had about the extension of some of those fiscal support packages that the government is is considering.
0: Great. Well, that's all the time we have for today, Eric. But as always, we appreciate your insights and thank you to our listeners and viewers. We'll see you next time on Market Week in Review.